changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and today we're going to talk about stress. Because vacations are over, and we're back to work and school, and all that stress may be starting up again. We put out a great book called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Say Goodbye to Stress, And it really helped me put all the stressful things in my own life into perspective. So I want to share a couple of helpful stories from it with you today. The first story is called All You Can Do. And in it, Beth Arvin presents an idea that I haven't seen before in any other Chicken Soup for the Soul story. The story starts with Beth saying on the phone, I'm sorry, that's all the money I can send right now. I will pay more when I can. She was talking to a debt collector. And then she hung up and she broke down in tears. So three months earlier, Beth had been stopped in traffic when a young woman drove into the back of her car really hard. And Beth was pushed forward into the steering wheel and she suffered two badly sprained ankles and a swollen knee and some spinal cord injuries and a concussion that left her mind cloudy for weeks. Now, Beth was self-employed in a job that required physical strength and being on her feet, so she wasn't able to work for a while, and she was a single mother with a child in college, and she had no safety net, no disability insurance, and no employer who would carry her for a while. She was just plain out of work. She would get some kind of financial settlement from the accident eventually, but that would take a long time, and it wouldn't pay her immediate bills. So she still had to pay rent and utilities and tuition for her daughter and her credit card bill, and her savings were gone. So Beth was not an irresponsible person who was living large. She was just a person who was experiencing a cash flow problem. She would get the financial settlement eventually, but it would take a while. I know in my own case, I had the exact same kind of accident where I was rear-ended in my car and I suffered a major injury and had surgery and lots of loss of income, and it took a couple of years before I got the settlement from the other driver's insurance company, even though they had said from the get-go that they knew they were responsible. So poor Beth was struggling financially and emotionally and physically, too, from the spinal cord injury. And then things got worse. Her older sister was diagnosed with cancer and did not have long to live. Beth was crushed. She prayed to God, and she asked, how she was supposed to bear this on top of everything else. And the answer she heard was this, have you done your best? Well, she thought about it and she decided, yeah, she was doing her best. She was working limited hours, but it was as much as she could handle with her injuries. She had cut her spending as much as she could. She was diligent about doing her physical therapy and she was supporting and comforting her sister, which was all she could do for her. So once Beth had her answer that she was doing her best, everything changed for her because now she was at peace. There was nothing more she could do. And that was the solution. And it's a solution I really like. If you're doing everything that you can, you kind of have to be at peace. Well, as soon as Beth had found that new peace, that phone rang again and it was the debt collector again. They had been calling once or twice a week, always asking the same questions, getting the same answer, and then giving Beth the same lecture 
This time, Beth changed her answer. She said, I'm sorry, but there is no change in my circumstances. I'm not sure when I can get current. I know you are just doing your job, but I can't do anything more than what I am doing. And the stress has been affecting my physical well-being. I'm not trying to be evasive. As soon as I can, I will get current. In the meantime, I just can't let this ruin my health. I'm not willing to have a heart attack wondering when I can pay you. Well, there was silence on the line from the debt collector. And then Beth heard the woman say, good for you. It's not worth dying for. Of course, I'm still going to have to make these calls. But somehow that exchange was a lot less stressful for Beth. Beth's sister did pass away three months after her diagnosis. And Beth still had pain from the car accident and her financial problems continued for a while. But Beth had a new approach. She asked herself whether she was doing the best that she could. And when the answer was yes, as it always was, she remained at peace with her circumstances. So Beth Arvin figured out how to reduce her stress by realizing that there was nothing more she could do. Now here's another tip for you, a way to reduce your stress. If you're one of those people like me who wakes up at three in the morning and starts obsessing over some stupid little thing, it's usually something that seems hugely important at three in the morning, worth thinking about for an hour, and then seems ridiculously unimportant in the light of the next day. When you have one of those sleepless nights, you feel like you're in a fog the next day. It's just awful. I read recently that there are two essentials for happiness. One is gratitude, seeing the blessings in your life. And the other is getting enough sleep. Experts aren't sure what the magic sleep number is for health and stress reduction, but research indicates probably somewhere between seven and nine hours of uninterrupted sleep per night. It varies by individual. I have to say that getting enough sleep and making it quality sleep is probably number one on my wish list of things I'm working on. And it's a vicious cycle. If you're stressed, you don't get enough sleep. But if you don't get enough sleep, you get stressed. So how do you break the cycle? One way is to make sure you're doing something for yourself each day. A hobby or reading a book or getting exercise and you can't feel guilty about it. Doing something for yourself is mandatory. It's not a special privilege. So Lisa McManus-Lang tells a story in our Say Goodbye to Stress book about how she learned to do that special thing for herself to reduce her own stress. She says that she had been going through a tough time. She and her husband and kids live on Vancouver Island, which is off the coast of British Columbia, But her husband's job required him to work across the water on the mainland for a year and a half. It was a three-hour trip one way. So Lisa's husband had to stay in Vancouver during the week and just come home on weekends. That threw Lisa into the world of single parenting. And she said it wreaked havoc on her stress levels and her sleep. She had just started a new full-time job a few months before, so she was already juggling that with all the duties of being a mom and the person who ran the household. So she did what many of us do. The first thing that went was her exercise routine. She had been walking and exercising in order to lose weight, and she gave it up now that her days had gotten so busy. 
But then she realized that giving it up was only making things worse. So she resolved to start walking again, even though it meant getting up earlier each morning. And it worked. She found that she was managing things much better when she had that early morning walk. But then five months into her husband's job situation and Lisa doing everything herself during the week, her younger son fell riding his bike and he broke his leg in a really complicated way. It wasn't one of those simple breaks. Instead, it was a break that required three nights in the hospital and surgery and multiple casts. And he ended up coming home with a cast from his groin all the way down to his toes. It was no fun for an eight-year-old. Lisa was a wreck. She would crawl into bed exhausted and then lie awake with her thoughts racing. When she would finally get to sleep after an hour or two of worrying about her son and everyone else and everything else, she would have to wake up only a few hours later. So her morning exercise routine went away again. Once her son was home and settled, Lisa really wanted to resume those early morning walks because she knew they would help her tackle her stress. But she was having trouble sleeping because she had those racing thoughts. So here's what she did. When she went to bed, instead of letting her worries swirl around in her mind and having those racing thoughts, she would just focus on visualizing the path she would take the next morning on her walk. She would review in her head every house and landmark she would pass. That careful, methodical review of her walk in her head allowed her to stop obsessing over her worries because she replaced all those thoughts with her visualization of her walk, and that helped her go to sleep. And I've been trying this myself, and it really, really works. So then Lisa would sleep well, and then she would walk in the morning, and she said, with every step, I pounded out whatever current situation was bothering me, sometimes forcing myself when my bed was too comfy or I felt too tired to get out there and clear my head. I realized while I needed to take care of everyone else, if I was going to cope with whatever came my way, I had to take care of myself as well. She says that she realized if I could manage what I had in the previous months, I could do anything. Letting stress deprive me of sleep and interfere with my sanity only gave it power. I was stronger than that, and I got stronger with every step. So that's it. Two very doable methods for reducing stress. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, Say Goodbye to Stress, please visit chickensoup.com and click on podcasts to get more information about the book. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Please follow me on Twitter if you haven't already. My handle is at Amy Newmark. I'll post a link to the podcast every day. And you can also subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or Google or wherever you like to get your podcasts. And come back for our next episode when I'll talk about two strategies that will help you find your happiness. They're easy and they work really fast.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.